Hey, Terri-Ann. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Eloise, I don't know what time it is there. Oh, yes, it's the afternoon <laughs> for you. Oh, how are you this week, Eloise? I'm great, yeah. Oh, good. I am good, thank you. Good. Excited to see what card we get today. <laughs> it's so interesting because we're at the 28th, we're in the week of uh, the waxing moon. So all of the releasing that we've done over the past weeks. And there's a Mercury in retrograde somewhere here. I can't remember what part. Yeah, it's been on for a couple of weeks. Yeah, so, you know, it's like, one, we get to increase, you know, all the things we're, we want and that we're doing. And at the same time, everything's moving backwards, which I find hilarious. So with that in mind... Let's just see what card comes up. I've been shuffling, so I'm just going to do one more. Thinking of the world. And here we go. One, two, three, and cut. All right. We've got an inverted card. So this is the Six of Wands. The name on the card is called Victory. So we've been talking quite a bit through the, the fall. I think we've had quite a few fire cards come up. I, my memory really goes to water and fire so you know in, in light of mercury we could say that the the energies are down but problematic is some of us will go back into ignorance so what that means is that the energy of five which is just before six and when five when six is upside down it's like oh we're a little bit stuck in five so five has a lot to do with this. Um, too many choices, too many things happening, too much stuff. And how we manage it, we usually step into six. So you could say most of us are not managing it well. But if you look at your own life, you can see, well, maybe some of it's not managed because, well, sure, things are accumulating. Mercury is also in retrograde. Fall, uh, sorry, winter will be coming uh, in December. And the body and the earth is preparing for the slumber. And for those in the, in the southern hemisphere would be preparing for, sorry, for us winter, uh, southern hemisphere would be summer. So we get this activity going on. I think I brought this up last time as well that we have a lot of activity. So here we are again with a lot of activity, but, you know, likely because of lockdowns and different ways people are dealing with things and fear, you know, that could be a huge, huge influence on what we're doing. And when are we going to come out of this? You know, mm -hmm. uh, I haven't done any predictions on it, but recently uh, I've kind of felt like uh, there's a blanket over the planet where there's some uh, resistance. So there are some people talking about that we are in a um, computer program and somebody is running the computer program yeah. and they keep plugging things in to see what's gonna happen. Yeah. So I, I find that interesting, right? It, just because, you know, throughout my life I've understood and I know you have as well, Eloise, is that there's this, this matrix out there of, of the whole planet and what is my personal um, possibility of shifting that matrix 
And for me personally has been doing this work. So if I shift my consciousness, if I shift perspective on things, then I'm also shifting the entire matrix of the planet. So a lot of people don't think that way. Most people think, no, I need to get someone else to do something so that things can shift. So for example, you go into and your boss asks you to do work that is not part of what you were hired for. And one, you, I mean the generic you say, yes, I'll do it. But in your head, you think, well, why am I doing this? This isn't part of my job. Maybe I should get paid more if I do this. Or maybe I don't really want more work. This is what I signed up for. I have a family, I have kids, I have, I have to get home. This is the way I want to live my life. So we actually, when we say yes in that circumstance, we're lying. Yeah. Right? So you can imagine five, you know, all this stuff comes in, you know, it, it um, even in a, if you're in this example or have been or have known people in an example like this where they'll say, well, you know, they did this and I didn't like it, but I didn't say anything. Then the second time it comes up, it's much harder to say, well, I did it the first time, so I'll do it again. And then finally, you're in a situation after a year or two years where it's impossible to get out from underneath the rubble of lies that has fallen on you. So oftentimes, if, if I'm doing a tarot reading and someone says, oh, you know, I've, I've signed up with this company and I don't like how they're treating it. Well, clearly you need to be practical and say, that's not for me. Yes, but what if I get fired? Mm. Well, that could be the best thing that ever happened to you. Why would you want to, if the company is not willing to listen to you, has no room for making decisions about, you know, whether you're going to do more work and get paid for it, or, you know, maybe you could give this to somebody else who's willing to get paid for it. I can't, I need to be here nine to five because I have kids and, um, you know, maybe later I'll decide to do it, but right now I can't do such a thing. You know, really being honest about what your circumstance is but a lot of people are not right they just are not and the resentments build right they just build and build and build and build become more and more resentful about things and that is just completely childish so you could so obviously that is not being victorious in one's life you won't be able to come out on top of the rubble, I like this imagery, right? So if I start lying and saying, yes, I'll do that, but I don't want to do it. This can be in a marriage. This can be uh, with a boyfriend and girlfriend. Oftentimes um, when men are dating women, they always wonder why did the woman change after their, let's say, girlfriend and boyfriend or they get married. And the other side is the woman is complaining about the guy, but keeps uh, accepting his his behavior and actions. Not that you can make someone do anything, but why are you staying in the relationship? Mm. Why, are, why do you remain there? And it would be the best thing if you got out. But instead what women, this is just more common with women and uh, more common with men. I'm not saying it's 100% occurring that way, but more often it, it occurs that way. And then the woman tries to change the man once they get the wedding ring on or they, they uh, get married. These are terrible things to do to oneself. Those are big life events. Those are big ones, but you could bring them down to small life events. 
you know, if I go into a shop and I get to the door, not everyone can do this, but, or has this experience, excuse me. Um, the, my experience is I walk towards the shop and I don't like the energy, you know, and I could see something in the window. I go, oh, that's exactly what I want. Exactly what I want. Oh, look, it's on sale. It's, it's really cheap. <laughs> I'm going to go in there. And I walk to the door, get there, and, I, and the energy pushes me away. And I walk out. I just don't even go in. Yeah. Now, and I am a mom who can get through these energies. She doesn't quite understand me. She doesn't understand why I get so, um, like, it's so strong for me. Whereas she goes, oh, it doesn't matter. Just go. Um, or she'll say things like, you have to learn to do those things. I'm like, do no, I don't have to learn. I can find plenty of places I enjoy going into. I don't need to go into a place. Yeah, but you want that thing. Like, Not that much. <laughs> I don't want it that much. Um, so, you know, is victory in what you accomplish? Or is victory in every single nanosecond of one's day? Mm. That's, a, that's a clearer thing for me is, when I feel I have been victorious in a day, it's that every moment I, I have an awareness of maybe where my body's at, where the self is at, though I can't know self, but um, I, I don't have my thoughts dominating, my activities dominating. I'm clearly within myself and, and at 60 years old, you know, it's taken a damn long time. <laughs> I should say darn long time, I suppose, uh, to, to even get to a point where it's, no, it's not, it's not, uh, it's not something I, I can always do. We're just this incredible machine, right? Incredible. We have, we have feelings going on. We have um, sensory input going on. We have emotions running through our body. We have cellular activity. We're detoxing, we're synthesizing, we're processing. That's just going on in our bodies. Mm. Right? And then, right, I'm asking you, right, if you've thought of something else, Eloise, because we both do similar work. So what else would you think of? I mean, the, we've got to sleep so that the brain functions. We need to dream. So we're dealing with the unconscious. Oh my, oh yeah. my. There's so, There's so much awareness. Just... We're constantly synthesizing and making sense of. Yeah, even if you're just sitting around. Yeah. I mean, obviously a more simple life, like living on a farm, getting up with the sun, going out and, uh, you know, digging some holes and stuff like that. You're, you're going to have less stress than you do waking up in the city. I mean, I have a cute little place I live with my, with my partner, uh, and we have a little yard, but it, it, it's out with a lot of neighbors. I think it's kind of like where you kind of think of, you know, UK homes, right? Where your, your back, uh, backyard is, has a little alley and there are lots of people uh, around you, you know, you could practically hear the conversations of your neighbors. <laughs> And then we also have a lot of wires, right? There's all this electrical <laughs> stuff. So, so sometimes if somebody is outside, 
I'm very sensitive and I, I feel like, oh my goodness, you know, that's, that's just too much for me. So I spend a lot of time out there early in the wee hours of the morning, you know, checking yeah. my emails, answering things, you know, just to give me that being outside, being in the quiet, enjoying the fresh air, watching the sun come up, that kind of thing. I find it really healthy. But there's still a lot, even in the city, in this healthy environment that I'm synthesizing. The neighbors are awaking on the left. Another neighbor has music. Another neighbor is, you know, getting the cats and the dogs uh, to come out and getting ready for work. And then a motorcycle goes by. And then, you know, the neighbors got have all these lights, you know, that they're because it's an alleyway. I guess for their own security and protection, they have these really huge beams of light, right? So they're bombarding you. And then all this, these electrical wires bombarding. Just think about how much we are synthesizing. Yeah. We don't give ourselves that break. We don't even realize what's going on. And then we just get all upset about something. And, you know, we, we don't even have an understanding of, hey, you're a human being in all of this. We don't notice why we're in overwhelm sometimes because of all of it. No. No, and then, of course, it's, it's almost like a, this rubble example I'm giving. Like, we're underneath the rubble of all the stuff that, let's say, we haven't synthesized or haven't even acknowledged that is going on with us. It's not to sit back and go, hey, you know, all this stuff... No, it's just sit back and realize, well, what does my body need? What, what, and it's to figure out uh, for oneself how their body functions. A lot of people, I notice, because their body mind functions a particular way, their natural functioning, let's say their HSP, they'll blame themselves for thinking something's yeah. wrong with them. And that just adds more to the problem. So, here we are in this big world experiencing all these things. And then we turn around and say, well, there must be something wrong with me. Yeah. Matt. Kind of letting that sit because that's a powerful one, right? It's, it's powerful to feel guilty about a natural state. And I don't mean justification, right? The moment, you know, some people will say, that's just how I am. No, I don't know how I am. I really don't. Because I'm this being uh, that is having an experience. But I can watch how I, um, how this body and mind react to experiences and go, oh, look at that. If I have too much noise, my body starts to get yeah. jittery. Hmm, okay. So now I need to start taking practical action. It could be wearing a little, uh, those little sound, um, what's it called when you put those things in? There are special ones that you can buffer oh, the, the noise sound. noise cancelling headphones. Noise cancelling. There's can noise, I have the noise cancelling headphones, but you can actually get these ones that really block out yeah. the noise. They're, you know, the um, uh, noise cancelling uh, ear, your oh i forget what they're called but uh, my my uh, stepson has them he you know plays in a band so he puts on these professional 
uh, buds to block out the sound. Otherwise, he'd likely be deaf. That's how loud it is, right? So, yeah, there's a practical action. But saying something must be wrong with me or I'm going to force somebody else to stop making noise, yeah. right? And some people say, well, the noise counseling is not enough. Well, now, if you know how your body mind works, your next job is to start planning and organizing how you're going to move to some place that is more conducive to your health. Because we live in an apartment building. It's a, it's a cooperative, really, energetically. I mean, some people are going to make some noise. It's really nice when you live in a building where people you know, meet up and say, hello, did I make too much noise? Can you hear me? Yeah. You know, uh, yeah, that's really kind. But there will always be that person who walks across the the ceiling or the, your ceiling with heels on or, you know, does some hammering or has some construction going on. You know, when we complain about construction, it's it's so weird. What do you, What should we do now? Just have construction only when each individual says you can or do we have to make a time of day and say all right this is when the construction is going to occur so you can have a nice street i mean it's it's really a, a cooperative and each individual needs to make a choice on on how they're going to deal with it because you can't i mean you could I, I love that friends episode where uh, Phoebe is dating this guy and finally she decides to move in with him and they wake up in the morning and there's a bird chirping. He's a cop so he pulls out his gun and <laughs> shoots the bird. Because <laughs> it's chirping. And I just thought that is hilarious. But she gets up and leaves. She doesn't have a negotiation yeah. about it. She doesn't talk about it. It's like, no, this, is not, this isn't the way I can do anything. I don't need to. You could do it. But uh, I'm not going to do it. Uh, but I found it so funny because that's what we like to do. Obviously, we don't go around shooting people, but oftentimes, you know, the verbal, horrible things that come out of our mouths because somebody else is doing something we don't like. Yeah. You know, we're always free to choose, but we can't necessarily make other people do things. I mean, if I, if, if, if I have a noisy neighbor, you know, my first bit would be... Um, okay, how much noise are they making? When are they making noise? Like, my neighbor was really noisy. He was doing construction. I was like, well, he's being respectful. Yeah. You know, he's doing his construction at appropriate times during the day. All right, it bothers me. You know, I'm doing sessions and I hear some banging. But what's the guy yeah. supposed to do? Wait for me to stop my day and then start working in the middle of the night? So I said, well, he's got to do his construction. That's for sure. We do as well. So I'm going to have to find a different way to um, sort of situate myself in the home till that noise is, is done. What if somebody has kids? What are you going to do? Run out and tell them not to let their kids play? I mean, I love the sound of children yeah. laughing and screaming. So it gives me really a lot of pleasure. But somebody was telling me a story about, you know, kids playing in the street. And there was an old woman living on the corner and they called her a witch. Uh, because she used to come and scream at the kids to stop playing. It's like, well, yeah, you know, uh, at that point, there's something, you know, really sorry that you're, you don't like the noise, but um, it's kind of like shooting yeah. the birds, you know, chirping. 
know, I can understand if somebody's swearing or getting into a fight or something like that. That might be a dangerous uh, situation. But basically, kids playing. And, you know, how yeah. beautiful is that? <laughs> there must be something wrong with me. That, And that doesn't mean that, you know, um, with high sensitivity, you know, I, one of my neighbors has a kid who, who she just, it's so funny how sometimes the first child is so quiet and so pleasant and the next one is just screams. And I, you know, my sister's first child was the most pleasant, non-crying baby. And then the next child comes along screaming. <laughs> the, the neighbor has the same thing. First child, so, so my sister's case is two boys. In the, the neighbor's case, it's two girls. Yeah. The first one's quiet, the next one's screaming. And then I have another example. Jordan Peterson talks about his daughter and how pleasant she was as a baby. And then our, his son was so ornery. He's just this ornery kid. And I started laughing. I thought, wow, that's so interesting how the, the next child uh, takes a different position. Now, I could say it's not pleasant uh, that you could hear this scream coming through. But when she was screaming, I just said, okay, I'm just going to shut yeah. the windows just for this period while she screams. I mean, that's no skin off my nose. But here's, a, here's another weird one. You know, we have a, we have a neighbor upstairs and uh, my partner was, was barbecuing. And I kept saying to him, do you think it's bothering her upstairs? And he said, well, she'll tell us. Anyway, we've been doing this for over a year, <laughs> barbecuing on the balcony, having no idea what was happening in her home. And I go upstairs for some reason, and I'm in her kitchen, and we're just talking about different things that, you know, we're washer and dryers, whatever. And Jimmy starts barbecuing, and clouds oh, no. of smoke coming to her house. And she starts running to, and I start, I start screaming. I run to the, the back door. I'm like, Jimmy, 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 you have to stop. You have to stop. You don't know what you're doing to her. And I said, how does this happen all the time? Or is the wind? She said, no, it happens all the time. I'm like, why didn't you tell us? We would have moved it immediately. Um, it was just, it was just, I felt so bad for her. But at the same time, why don't we just have a conversation mm. with people? So you can see that in the six of batons, which is fire, we get so agitated, we can't uh, bring up a clear word. And we end up, I don't want to say losing, I'm trying to think of another word, like the opposite of victory. Well, maybe we just fail. We just fail at living, basically. We fail at communicating, we fail at, and it doesn't mean you can communicate with every person. That's, that's true, right? Oh. Like my neighbor's my tenant, and uh, she was supposed to go into a home. And uh, she, she hasn't, which is really nice for her. But they were worried about her and said, maybe she needs to go into a home. The doctors were telling her that. And then she's, she said, I can't, I can't. What about my rent? They're going to charge oh, me rent. Yeah. Now, most landlords would. But, you know, the daughter came and said, this is what she's worried about. What can we do? And we just went, no. If she's got to go, she can go. We'll, we'll figure it out. Don't worry about it. We're not going to charge you the months you're not here. No. Don't worry about it. And she was so relieved. But, it, but this is a human connection. We're not a corporation. Yeah. 
<laughs> this, you know, big arm of a corporation that says you have to pay no matter what. It's a human connection. And sometimes I think we've lost that human connection. And that to me also is under the rubble of a six of wands upside down. We get lost under the rubble. We're not taking these appropriate actions to deal with things. And yes, yes, you, we could have been different people and she could have come and said, please let me out. And we go, no, we're gonna sue you for the money. You know, if that's the way it was, that's the way it was, right? But that's not the way it was. You know, she could have gotten herself out of it, gone to court, what a hassle. I don't get people who do these things. I don't get it at all. Um, but people yeah. do, right? They, they just do. They feel self-righteous and justified. So I'd say in six of batons upside down, when we are failing, we're also very, very self-righteous, morally indignant, and not very human. Mm. Not very human at all. I'm not propagating that, you know, every situation has to be that way. Um, but I mean, you can't get blood from stone, right? <laughs> or you could take from someone because you absolutely need it and they should stay till the end of their lease. Or, you know, if there's an emergency, figure out, you know, pay till I find somebody new. You know, you can always find a way to negotiate. I'm not saying our solution is the only one. You have to find the best solution for you and and your the person yeah. you're negotiating with. But we don't like to negotiate too much, I don't think. But when you think of five, it's there's a lot of complexity to life, and six is the wisdom of how we deal with it. When it comes upside down, there's lots of rubble to go through, and usually moral indignation. Mm. Hey, do you have another word uh, in case I've catalyzed something for you? Moral indignation, self-righteousness, I'm right and you're wrong. That's the law, right? That's the law. Isn't it? That's weird. But, yes. Judgment. But even, even though something is the law, no, it doesn't I... make it right. It doesn't make it right. It's just, it, it, it's just the law. But it, it, you know, there are plenty of countries where, you know, there are terrible laws. Yeah. Terrible laws. And you could say that's but the law. But it's insane. Yeah. But, but it's, it's basically, for, as human beings, yeah. it's immoral. And, you know, it's going to depend where your morality is, but um, certain things are immoral. Like somebody was talking about... Um, being arrested because he didn't know that his license had been canceled for some reason and he was away from home and they canceled it. So he's driving and gets stopped, then gets arrested. Um, you know, he's like, I, I don't yeah. mind paying the fine. I don't mind doing all these things. But they were saying they'd put him into jail. So he's like, what are you talking about? And then he looks online and sees people murdering and they're just yeah. hand slapped. He's like, no. The system has gone wonky, right? The system's not working right. I have a minor infraction for some yeah. misunderstanding and I don't know what I did. 
Now, he said, he also mentioned that ignorance of the law is not an excuse. He was very, he's like, I want to pay it. Uh, that's what I'm going to do. I was ignorant of the law. Um, I've learned now and I will be punished. But you're going to put me in jail when someone else, and then we look outside and somebody has murdered someone and they get hand slapped. Yeah, that's really weird, right? So we do this all the time. Yeah, and that goes back to what we were saying, what I was saying at the beginning is, you know, I'm not a top-down person where I've got to get somebody to change things for me. I don't want a company to change for me. I want to go into a company that I can work with and develop and be creative in. Um, I don't go into a company that isn't like that and then take on the labor of trying to change, let's say, 500 (laughs) other people. I've got great ideas. I don't don't need to do that. (laughs) Yeah, this is what I think. No, well, that would be nice. I've got a great idea. This is what we need to do. Let's implement it. I think it's even uh, a better conclusion than I have a great idea. Now yeah. you implement it. That one really sucks. You know, people do this very yeah. often. You know, oh, you're doing this. This is what I think you should do. I've had people do this with me many, many times. I go, go right ahead. They say, that's a great idea. Why don't you take that on? And they don't. They just don't. Sure, you like that idea? You want me to do this, that, and the other thing? You go right ahead, make it happen, and I will be there. How often does that get done? Not very much. Not very much. It's a really wee, 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 tiny percentage of people who go, yes, of course I will. And sometimes even people get excited about it. And it doesn't come to fruition because it's so easy to tell someone to do something. But once you start to work with it, you go, this is hard. Uh-huh. Why do you think I said you go ahead and do it? <laughs> I'm doing enough hard things uh, that are taking up my time a day. You want this to be done. You want it for free. Well, I'm not doing it. You do it. And then they say, oh, no. You know what? Tariana said do this for free. But... Oh, we got to charge for this. <laughs> I'm glad you came to that conclusion on your own. And, that, you know, all these examples I'm bringing really, really talk about mm. the six of wands. We have just have all this fire, but sometimes it turns into anger, turns into resentment. It's not that your ideas aren't good, but are you implementing them? And are you implementing them in the right place? Like you cannot go to the ocean and tell the ocean to do something. The ocean's gonna do what it does. He can't stand around and tell the weather. Maybe we will be able to one day uh, control the weather, but we can't. We don't control it. (sighs) Maybe one day we will, but until then, somebody has to implement it. Yeah. Does that make sense? So trying to change a company, it could change when people take, you know, stand up and do what it is they want. And it, if it's an immovable force, because mm. when I come up to an immovable force, what, why spend any time there? Yeah. Well, you're going to crack the immovable force. Well, that sounds good. But why run around destroying something immovable when you can build on what it is you you want to create 
rather than telling someone what they've created is a mess. Because we, we as humans, we quickly ostracize things we don't oh. like. Like if, even as little kids, you know, the new little kid comes in, you know, it's kind of like the kids sniff each other yeah. out. And then they let the kid in. But if the kid is smelly, if the kid is um, slapping the other kids, they're going to be ostracized. If they're nasty, if they start, you know, manipulating. You see, once in a while, there's a child like that. And they, they're ostracized. Yeah. And it's, is that necessarily a bad thing? Mm. I don't know. I think it might be good. If you've got a company that operates terribly and they're inhumane and they're controlling and um, and you build up companies that are the way you like it and that meets needs of more people, that mm. company could take over. I think so. Why not get up and do it yourself? But we often say, no, you've got to do it for me. I have this idea you do it. Yeah, go right ahead and do it. So, yes, don't get caught under the rubble of making others do your own work. Um, saying something is wrong with you, feeling guilty or feeling morally indignant. Once you start doing that, the rubble will pile up and it's really yeah. hard to step out of it. Really, really hard. God, I love this six of us. At the beginning when I saw it, I went, hmm, I don't know if I want to talk about this, but wow, it really, it really makes sense. And I can feel, even as I talk about it, that cool. my spine is straightening. You know, like whatever rubble sort of sits around me, around the people in the planet, it's like, no, we can all stand up and move the rubble to the side. We don't need to deal with each piece and decide individually what we would like to create and not force other people. People will be attracted to what you have to offer. And if it's really sucky, <laughs> they won't be. Yeah. Right? I mean, I think, I think of big companies like Amazon. I mean, wow, what a need yeah. it filled during COVID. Like, wow, you know, this is incredible that we can go online and order things and they'll drop it off in front and we don't have to, you know, um, engage with anyone uh it's pretty incredible so online shopping is incredible yet at the same time is this what yeah. we want to have sort of one big company dominating and all the little guys go to business so we can't really go to a local shop we can't really do those things now for me personally that mm. works that's yeah. my personal lifestyle but that doesn't mean it works for others. Like I prefer to receive like sessions. I prefer to receive recorded. I don't even want to be yeah. on with my practitioner, <laughs> yeah. but that's my preference. Now some, yeah, so that's my preference. I get to sit or lay down in bed at night and listen to my cozy session. I don't need to watch yeah, them or hear them. Yeah. Just hear my... Yeah, I don't have to listen to how are you or any conversation. I just receive this session. I love it. Yeah. That's how I'm made. I'm the same. I love that. That's I, had, my so I was on a course the other day where mm -hmm. someone was um, saying that wasn't the way to do sessions. And I'm like, 
well it doesn't work for you that doesn't mean it's for other people <laughs> exactly which means yeah. oh okay let me refer you out to someone who yeah, exactly. you would prefer to be with because there are plenty of people who want to yeah. to be in person and plenty of people who want to uh, i because of hsp yeah. which i think you are as well right um I find it completely overwhelming to yeah. have someone come to my clinic. So for me, it takes two hours per session and you're charging only for a, a half hour session. So by the time they come in, by the time I kind of acclimatize to whatever mood they're in and then do the session, try and get in there because all of their unspoken words and spoken words are you know kind of blasting at me and then when they leave it's like oh god yeah. I, I just need to shake this all off and by the end of the day i could do three people or and and just feel like i've done a hundred people so online kind yeah. of buffers that yeah. for me and i feel i feel much much clearer we don't get into conversations. We don't have to hang up coats. We don't have to take off shoes. We don't have to locate yeah. on the bed. You don't have to go to the bathroom, get some water. Could I have some hot tea? Uh, here's my credit card. Blah, 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 blah. It just goes on and on and on. And it's, it's, it's just too much for me. But I know there are many people out there yeah. who love it. You know, during, you know, I know some people who prefer to be at the office than work at home. They hate working at home. Whereas for me, it's just great. I mean, I'm really used to it. I never had a problem working at home. Maybe that I work too much. Okay, uh, that that could be a problem. But I, I learned at one point because I was working at home that I worked too much. And then I learned to say, mm. no, we're gonna close the door. Even if it was an imaginary door. I would literally close it, office closed, like empty the waste paper basket, shut off the computer, clean the desk, make everything organized, and then go, uh, work's over. And that, I did that over 20 years ago, and that really, really yeah. supported the end of the day. Yeah, whereas yeah. now, it doesn't end. So. <laughs> you need a ritual, don't you? Well, it doesn't end, but it but it's still you decide. I don't look at my phone. I don't look at my emails. Um, you know, if, if I start working at five a.m. by three p.m., there's no way I'm going to check my emails. I check them in the morning. I don't. I don't do it. It's just I've realized that mm -hmm. causes me ill health, so I don't do it. When I was younger, I could go on and on. I don't know if it's an age thing or um, healthy control in my life, uh, yeah. more respect for myself, you know? And it is a time where people can access us at yeah. any point in time. And, you know, the first person to get to you, um, let's say they want a treatment, the first person to get to whoever's available yeah. uh, will get the session. But in our field, it's a little different because it's who we're attracted to. So if somebody wants to work with you, yeah. no matter how free I am, yeah, sorry about they that. still want to work with you. <laughs> no, I'm teasing. <laughs> well, there's nothing to be sorry about. I think with that 
Yeah. Well, I'm just because it's a good it's a good joke, but I I can probably uh, guarantee us that somebody would hear that and feel as though, yeah, well, they would go to Eloise mm-hmm. and not me, you know. And uh, I there's a lot of stickiness yeah. there. There's the rubble again, right? Thinking that somebody is is better than you. It's not that way. It's not that way at all. Everyone's got a synchronistic place in the universe. I don't want to go on to another card now, but that really brings in uh, the temperance card where everything is in its place appropriately. And whatever you need to do to attract someone could be based in your belief systems. It could be clearly something you're doing wrong. Like if you're a practitioner who has people in your home, you have cats <laughs> climbing all over the place, it smells you, it smell like B.O., your feet are dirty, you know, your hands stink and you start touching someone, yeah, you're likely not going to have yeah, too many clients. Yeah, smeared on the wall. You're not going to go back. <laughs> yeah. It's just, no. And oftentimes people feel oh. very morally indignant about that. Oh, I'm really good at what I do when you're just looking at them and you think, well, you have a lot of confidence, so maybe that'll help shift yeah. you. But, but I'm not here to tell you <laughs> you smell, <laughs> unless you ask me. If somebody says, "Why do you think I don't yeah. have clients?" I'll say, "Well, I think it's this, that, and the other thing." Why don't you try shifting that? Why don't you do mm. that first and see how it works? Yep. You know, organize a room <laughs> that has no cats in it. You know, make sure that uh, yeah. your bathroom's clean, you know. Make yeah. sure your toilet bowl and your sink are clean. You know, people don't, um, people mm. can be repelled by those things. You know, so we wonder why we have a low clientele. It's because we're under the rubble again. And in this case, what I'm describing, we're under the rubble of, of people should like what I offer them. And I don't really need to look at myself to see what I'm doing that's wrong. Now that throws me into another place. Some people think they're doing everything wrong and they've got everything perfect for running a a business or a practice. It's all perfect. But the problem is, is they're under the rubble of thinking something's wrong with them, right? So you'd have to figure out where you need to, to go with this, but it's a good thing to sit around and do your best to see what is. Because, yeah, you know, my, my, my husband does a home inspection. And it is incredible how often in a week, let's say he goes to five, six places a week, how often he will come in and say, don't come near me. <laughs> oh. And I'm like, why? It was disgusting where I was. Disgusting. And some people are so filthy and oh. they say, please take off your shoes. And he's like, oh, my God, you know, like, I don't want him because there's guck on the floor or whatever. Um, Or, you know, dishes piled up, gunk on the the walls and clothes everywhere and cat, a cat or a dog and just garbage and it stinks. And it's it's incredible. He went to a place uh, where there was grease that wasn't cleaned out of the uh, fan, the overhead fan, no. and on the walls. And just, they had never bothered, the tenants never bothered to wow. clean it up. 
And I'm like, wow, yeah, that's incredible. It was just covered. How do you live in a place and you don't bother to mm. clean things out? First of all, it's dangerous. Second of all, it's filthy. Second of all, how do you live? Yeah. Third of all, how do you live in it? So if you expect somebody to to respect you, to you know, want to come close to you, and all this is going on, they'll likely be repelled. So lots of little things to consider. What rubble mm. do you lay under? Whether it's physical, whether it's your environment, or all yeah. your thoughts about things. And we will end yeah, there. Thank you. <laughs> that was a good one. I liked it. <laughs> I like that. And now I'm, I'm so yeah. curious what's going to happen the rest of the week. Uh, I feel Ooh, like something nice. is unraveling with this. So I don't, I don't know about you, but I feel like the spine is kind of clearing because one of the things I didn't mention is oftentimes when we say something's wrong with me, I'm not successful at something, I'm not yeah. making it happen, is, is guilt. So yeah. to me, that's what I feel like we're unraveling here. And All right, you. my love, have a wonderful week and I will see you. Talk to Perfect. you and the world out Bye there everyone. next week. Oh. Right, yeah. We're in November. We'll be in November, right? <laughs> oh, Already. But God. 2020 will be da, da, over. Da. <laughs> All right. It, it, yeah, we're, when it feels like yeah. it just flew Weird. in and out. Just okay. Go. And yeah. you. Bye. Bye, my love. Have